This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's Creature Feature, a spotlight on one of the Wildlife Hospital Dunedin's extra special guests. Did we say spotlight on one of the extra special guests? Well, actually, it's two this morning. Uh, welcoming to the uh, awesome morning show studio, Jordana White. Uh, Morena, good to have you with us. Atamaria. Um, we've got a rather special story this morning, haven't we? Yes. Um, we know that we take much pride in this part of the country in our support and championing of uh, yellow-eyed penguins. You've got a couple of little guests with you at the moment. Yes. we ha- Well, we have definitely more than a couple. Yeah. Um, so it is hoi-ho-chick season. So the yellow-eyed penguins are have been hatching over the last few weeks. And unfortunately, the very young chicks are vulnerable to a disease called avian diphtheria. Um, and when they're, they're when they're really young, up to you know four days old, is when they can catch it, um, and it comes in the form of these mouth lesions that need to be removed and treated with antibiotics. So we've had, so far, since the 6th of November, 133 yellow-eyed penguin chicks in hospital with us. Um, the good news is we're able to treat that in a few days uh, and send those chicks back out to their parents, um, so usually only with us for maybe four to seven days, uh, and the parents are sitting on dummy eggs to keep them on the nest, and then they swap the chicks back in when they're cleared from hospital, and the parents take back over. So how is this being picked up, just on inspection of nests? Yes, so a lot of field teams out out there uh, having a look at nests pretty much every day, having a look at the the chicks, making sure that they're looking healthy, that they are tracking with the weight trajectory that they should be on, and checking their mouths for any of those lesions. If there's any sign of lesions or being underweight or any other kind of distress, the chicks are pulled and brought into hospital. So that's why we've had so many. It's just um, it's being really, really cautious. As you said, we're really proud in this part of the country of, with, of our work with Hoiho, uh, and this is one of the big interventions that's done every year. If you don't intervene, what are the consequences? Most likely death. Yeah, most likely death for these. Uh, some some chicks can, if they have mild um, uh, diphtheria, they can overcome it on their own, but it's unlikely. So that's why the intervention has been to pull them in. Um, and we know that mom and dad can continue to raise them if they're only in hospital for a few days. So they come in really young, so just a few days old. Um, our, our, the lightest chick that we've admitted so far was 94 grams. And we actually did even have an egg that we incubated. Um, so it was found abandoned. We thought we'd give it a chance. Um, so we had put that in our incubator. Unfortunately, it was not a viable egg. Um, but yet, pulling out all the stops this time of year. Apart from being unbearably cute, what does a, uh, a little chick <laughs> of that age look like? Um, they unbearably cute's really the main thing. Um, they are, they're tiny. I mean, absolutely tiny. They fit in the palm of your hand when they come to us. Um, they're covered in gray fluff, gray down, and they have the tiniest flippers that look like a little piece of felt. <laughs> so, and they have sort of oversized heads, you know, for the rest of their bodies. Like, like human babies. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yep, yep. Tiny, um, amazing little poop factories. Uh, we're feeding them five times a day. So they're getting plenty of food, um, building up strength and weight. Um, and they, they're su- surprisingly loud. We peaked at 66 chicks in hospital at, at one time. And you wouldn't believe the cacophony of peeping that was happening in the penguin ward You'd at have that to time. Wear air protection. <laughs> it was great. I mean, it's it's just it's adorable, and we like it when they're when they're peeping because it means that they're feeling strong and bright. So it's actually quite a good sign. Yeah. So I want to I want to talk about 
two of these, as you mentioned, two of these little chicks um, that have quite a legacy. They're really special to us at the hospital. So I'm going to rewind a little bit and go back all the way to 2016 first. So way down in Southland, we think, we're not sure where she hatched, um, a yellow-eyed penguin, a female yellow-eyed penguin hatched uh, and was found in 2017 as a juvenile on Crystal's Beach, which is sort of coastal Milton area, uh, with a massive shark bite wound to her torso. So this it was she was just shredded and really with you know we thought oh this is a you know slim chance she's going to survive, but she did, which was absolutely incredible. Um, and then the next year, 2018, she showed up on Pipiketatu, which is out at Penguin Place on the Penguin Place Reserve on the peninsula with another shark bite. Oh. So she had another stint in hospital with us that year. Thankfully, the wound was not quite as serious as the first year, so she didn't spend as much time with us in hospital. Then we sent her on her way. Slow swimmer. Yeah, <laughs> getting faster, apparently, yeah. um, or maybe venturing into places she shouldn't be. Um, so then the next year, 2019, uh, guess who rocked up with a shark bite wound at no. Terere? <laughs> it's just a, a, a penguin reserve in Southland. Sure enough, it was uh, this penguin that we came to call Crystal because she was found on Crystal's beach the first time. And once again, she had a wound to her abdomen and her leg, and she was limping, um, and we she had another shark bite. So she it, not as bad that time, so it kept improving. Um, she was learning some evasive maneuvers. Um, but, yeah, we got to know her quite well three years in a row, and she was actually featured in on our TV show, Wildlife Rescue New Zealand. Um, so if, if it's playing anywhere, you can have a um, see Crystal at that time. So that was her third year with us. Now, last year, 2020, we thought, is she going to show up again? <laughs> Are we going to see her again? And we didn't. And it actually made us quite nervous because we've been seeing her so much and we've really become quite attached to her and her survival stories. Um, but she didn't come to us last year, um, which we hoped was a good sign. And indeed, this year, 2021, she has turned up in Southland on a nest and had two eggs. And you cannot imagine, Jeff, we are the proudest bunch of aunties ever. Uh, it was very exciting for us. It means a few things. It means, obviously, she survived. And it means for us that our interventions haven't stopped her from being a regular penguin. So they've kept, she's kept on going with her normal activity and her normal breeding, which is a huge success. What a resilient penguin crystal Absolutely, is. yes. Not just sharks, but you know, life in general and having to deal with this three stints in hospital. You know, she's had she's packed a lot into a young life, that's yeah. for sure. Um, so we as I mentioned, so the, the the young hoi ho chicks are really vulnerable to that disease and her chicks are no exception. So when we knew she was sitting on eggs, we've been waiting for these field teams every time they go to that reserve to come back with us with a report of what's happening. So last week uh, they went out to that reserve on Thursday and they came back and told us that her eggs were pipping. So what that means is that they're starting to see the chicks pecking their way out of the egg from the inside. So it means they're about to hatch. Uh, and it was so waiting all weekend to get more information about what's going to happen. Um, and sure enough, on Monday, we got a call saying, bring in Crystal's chicks in. So she had successfully hatched two chicks, and they were on their way because they were showing signs of avian diphtheria. So they had those mouth lesions. So we got them late on Monday night, and it was immediately like celebrities were in the hospital. <laughs> it was very <laughs> exciting. Um, and we have already named them Ruby and Sapphire. Nice. Yes. So we're going with a gemstone theme. Uh, hopefully she's got many, many, many more chicks in the future, and we can keep going with that You theme. are able to sex them at that age? No, uh, but that's all right. We're just calling them Ruby and Sapphire. We, hope that, we do hope that they're females. It means that they, um, you know, they can re be recruited into the breeding population, hopefully, um, and have many, many chicks of their own one day. 
day. Um, but yeah, they came in, uh, they were 161 grams and 155 grams respectively. So tiny, that's about the weight of a small capsicum. So pretty pretty tiny little chicks. Um, they are maybe three to four days old based on the pipping that was happening from Thursday to Monday. Uh, and they're, they're on five feeds a day. So they'll get, they will have already had their first feed this morning at 7.30. This is this famous slurry and mush stuff that That's you right. make. Yeah, fish slurry. So they get syringes full of fish slurry, um, some fluids, uh, like electrolyte fluids, um, and then their medication for the uh, diphtheria in a syringe. And they get that tube fed to them five times a day they all things going well they'll go back to their nest probably next monday um that's if they get to be uh clear of lesions in their mouth if they are up over 300 grams that's our threshold for returning uh, chicks to the nest and if they look really um healthy and, and alert um i did write down one of the notes that i saw on their chart which was uh bar which means bright alert and responsive and screaming <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want. You want that. We think um, Crystal, their their mother, is quite sassy and opinionated. So we think these two will probably be the same. So far, they are showing all signs of taking after their mother, which is fantastic. Um, and we also uh, we we have to we have to mark each one of these chicks that comes into hospital with a unique marking, which when you have 66 at a time can be quite difficult. So we, we have these color combinations of tape that we use, and we, we put a little tag over their tiny little felt flippers. Uh, and the, so these two had um, blue and red tape tag combinations, um, which they promptly managed to remove the first night they were in hospital with us, which isn't that easy to do for them. Most of the chicks don't even notice that they're there. So they're definitely feisty little chicks, which we love. And in general, uh, are you able to um, treat this condition well? Is survival rate high enough um, in terms of the numbers you return to the nest? Yes, so far we're, we're having quite good success this season with returning birds to the nest. And one of the main reasons for that is that the field teams are pulling them early. So it's something that we learned last year, all of us working together, is the earlier, young, the younger that we can get those chicks, the more likely we are to heal them from the diphtheria. Um, so we, we, most of the chicks have been just in for a few days and then right back out, which is exactly what we want. So that it's, it's been quite good this season. 66 of them with you. Um, that sounds like a lot, um, but we do know that it's a, a population in peril. Um, although it's not necessarily your particular area of expertise, what can you say about the breeding season and its success or otherwise at the moment? Sure. So, it, yeah, we're quite focused on the hospital about our own success rate, with, which has been pretty good with the number of chicks that we've had in. Uh, unfortunately, overall, the nest numbers are down again this season. The chick numbers are down. Mm. Um, so a couple of there's always a bit of fluctuation at, at the various sites across the mainland range, but the, the theme, especially here in the, the on the peninsula populations in Dunedin, and the, the numbers are quite down. Now, there is some thought, there's some th uh, hypothesis that after La Nina climate cycles, sometimes the uh, hoi ho will take a season off breeding. You know, they've, they've just, they've, they've had some challenges, they just need a little bit of a break. They know best. So it is possible that this is a natural break for them. Um, so we, we, we won't know that until next year. So taking Crystal as an example, how many times might she produce eggs? Well, she is, let's see, she's five years old. Um, and we, right, we, there's a peninsula breeder, I think it's a peninsula breeder, that's 25 years old and she's got chicks this year. So she could potentially have 
two chicks every year until she's 25 plus. Mm. So she has a huge ability to contribute to the population, which we absolutely need. And that's one of the reasons that this is so exciting to us is because we did manage to save her three times and now she's gone on to contribute to the population. So it's, it's a big deal. Mm. We've talked before about return visitors to the wildlife hospital. Yes. She's <laughs> our she's our main return visitor, Crystal. That, that's an incredible story. Yes. And it must have been wonderful for the staff to have uh, have seen that success um, in quite literal terms with uh, these chicks who are otherwise healthy. Uh, coming and spending a wee bit of time with you. Yeah, uh, have they gone back now? Or? No, they're still with us. Uh, so I think we'll probably have them. They came in on Monday night, so we'll probably have them for a full week um, just because they only can access that reserve twice a week. Um, and we won't take any chances with them. If they need to stay with us longer, we'll, we'll keep them longer. Well, I'd love it if you could send us a photo of them and share that we could share that with our listeners on the podcast um, of Creature Feature. Uh, on our website, you can find it from oar.org.nz. Uh, the story of Ruby and Sapphire, Sapphire and Crystal uh, and all the other creatures we've spoken about during this wonderful series. How are things as you get towards the end of the year? Busy? Very busy right now. Um, obviously, we still have lots of chicks in hospital. Um, not many other patients, um, although we have Alice in the Kakapo uh, and a, a few Keredu. Summer is our busiest season, um, so we don't expect it to slow down much. And <clears throat> we're already planning for Kakapo season. Mm. It's coming. It's, it's going to be a big year for Kakapo, which is fantastic, but it means that we're going to be filled with little Kakapo chicks in our ICU. We're going to have one more opportunity to speak before the end of the year, but I know people are starting to turn their minds already towards Christmas, and there are some great ways you can support the hospital, right, in terms of gifts and so forth. Absolutely. Yep. Our Christmas store is open on our website, so we're one wildlifehospitaldunedin.org.nz and there's a link right on the main page to our Christmas store. You can get virtual vouchers for all of your loved ones. Um, great secret Santa gifts. Um, they're uh, virtual vouchers that support the Wildlife Hospital, the work we do. They're really cute. They're clever. Um, we sell things like buckets of fish, kiwi burgers, um, fish smoothie, that kind of thing. So you get a little voucher for to give to somebody. And, and it's a super sustainable gift, an ethical gift. And all of that, that fund, those funds go right to supporting the wildlife hospital work. We've got T-shirts on our website as well if people are interested in those. Um, youth sizes and adult sizes both. Yeah, Christmas shopping solved. That's right. It's Just take everybody off your list at the That's wildlife right, hospital the website. Wildlife. <laughs> Why not? Hey, great to talk with you uh, again, Jordan. We look forward to catching up for a creature feature in a month's time. The Wildlife Hospital Dunedin treats sick and injured native New Zealand species right here in the heart of Aotearoa's wildlife capital. Their expert veterinary team patches up more than 500 patients every year, returning the majority of them back to the wild where they belong. You can learn more about the hospital, including ways to support this charitable trust, at wildlifehospitaldunedin.org.nz or follow their Facebook page for more fabulous creature content. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.